And I think a lot of us, when we start out in the investing game, we kind of fall into that trap. We think, hey, if I go get 10 doors, I'll replace my income. And then you have 10 separate roofs and 10 separate HVAC systems and 10 different tenants. Um, and it costs, you know, eight to 10% to manage that if you don't want to be involved in the day to day. So we looked at that really hard, actually. We said, hey, why don't we start acquiring some of the deals that we're buying? We're buying stuff at 50 cents on the dollar, 60 cents on the dollar of retail. So it would make sense to do, you know, a lot of people talk about the Burr effect, right? The buy, renovate, rent, re refi. Um, and then we started getting around some, some multifamily investors, 100 $150 million under management. And every single one of them told us the same thing, which was their biggest pain in the neck property was the smallest one they owned. Uh -huh. but, you know, they were telling us about these 75, 100, 150 unit buildings where the economies of scale really allowed for um, third party management, professional third party management for professional accountants and professional lawyers and just a real high echelon professional team that the deal could absorb the cost of. So, you know, we said, well, that's really interesting, but man, I don't know if my first deal could be a hundred unit deal. And that was a little bit of a mindset shift that we needed to undergo to really believe that that was something that we could do. So we bought in, we said, okay, we could do that. So let's go find a deal, right? So we went to a couple of classes, we went to a couple of seminars, we learned how to underwrite deals, we understood what people were looking for, we understood how to model a deal out in those big Excel models and figure out internal rates of return and return on investment and cash flow, all of those different metrics. And then we went and put a bunch of LOIs out. Well, nobody cares that we were gonna flip 200 houses this year. Um, in the residential space, that's, that's you know, kudos to you. Good job. That's a pretty good operation. Um, in the commercial space, it's not assets under management and it doesn't mm -hmm. translate to a broker right. wanting to give you an off market deal because he's not really sure if you can execute on it. Right. It's a different animal. Yeah. So that was our big challenge. And we put a lot of LOIs out and we built a lot of really strong relationships and people, although they liked us, they didn't see a background where they were confident in giving us their first $10 million project. Mm -hmm. Surety of close, right? These guys, they, they make money off of commission. They want to make sure that they're presenting deals to people that could execute. And I understood that as a previous broker, I just didn't know how to clear the hurdle. So um, one of our mentors said, look, the money's not really in the deal. The money's in the money. And I thought about that a little bit. And I said, so, how do you how do you get into these deals and he said well look you could partner with me or you could partner with another experienced sponsor that's seeing the deal that you're not seeing right they're seeing the good deals before you're seeing them and then just tell them that you could bring the money to it and so that was the next mental block that we had to overcome it well can we bring all that money oh yeah and luckily for us we had the background in residential and we have had investors giving us money for our fix and flips so we did have a couple million dollars deployed with us that if we reached out to those people and said hey you know we haven't really been able to deploy your money for 12 months at a time right because we're flipping a house giving your money back flipping a house giving your money back it didn't create the consistency in the return that they were getting so if we were giving them a 10 percent return they were only getting eight because it wasn't deployed for the entire 12 months um so a lot of those people wanted to come with us into this space because it created more consistent returns for them. So we did. So our first deal 
you know, we, so we started first with sponsors, you know, who do we want to, who do we want to work with? Whose deal do we want to fund? And then what's the timeline in which we had to fund something? We didn't want to pigeonhole ourselves into something that had to fund in three weeks because yeah. we didn't know, we didn't know how fast we could raise that money. So we, we the right sponsor and the right deal came along. Um, and we partnered with, uh, a company called Island Estate Group. His name mm -hmm. is Sean. He's a partner of ours and a couple of deals now. How, so, how long did it take you to, to wait until you got, you know, the, the right partner and the right deal? It, it almost found us once we made the decision to bring the money. So mm -hmm. we stopped putting LOIs out and we started networking within the groups of people that we knew. And we just told the story of what we wanted to do. Hey, we want to deploy capital into a deal. And uh, it wasn't much longer after that you know, probably, probably a month or two um, where we got a phone call and I said, Hey, we have this storage facility, ground up construction under contract. Look at the metrics. We already knew the sponsor and we did a deep dive on the feasibility study and whether or not that was a asset class we wanted to be in and then vetted the sponsor on top of that. And it, it looked like the right deal for us. And we decided, all right, let's, let's do this. We're going to, we're going to dive in and we're going to raise the capital. We had to raise $4 million, mm -hmm. um, which is no oh, wow. That's very impressive for, you know, first deal. So I know that people who actually do that, young syndicators, they start with 250,000, half a million, 4 million. That's very, very impressive. And I think you were in a really great position. You were already in real estate. You were already networking with investors and you used your strength to compensate for your weaknesses. Absolutely. And we had people that wanted to deploy capital with us and we couldn't take it responsibly because we weren't flipping that many houses at the same time. Mm -hmm. The majority of our business was wholesaling. So we only chose the right deals to flip for us. Um, so we had money waiting in the wings. We just couldn't deploy it. So this was a much bigger jump. Um, but it, it, it was it was easier to do than we thought. And we, we partnered with some folks that helped us raise the capital too. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's many, many hands make light work and yeah. we were able to partner with a couple of people and get our first deal funded and completed. And we're, I don't know, maybe 90 days away from full CO now. Um, it's a $14 million project. It was a $4 million capital raise. Cube smart is going to manage it. Uh, 180,000 square foot storage facility down just outside of Orlando. That's great. So, yeah, it was, so our big, our first commercial deal, our first passive income project was uh, a really large class A storage facility. That's great. And how long did it take you to raise those $4 million? Um, it took us three weeks to raise the 2.2 to close on the land. And that was very quick. And then we had about another 90 days until we had entitlements to break ground. 